Hello and welcome to the second episode of Barbarically Candid. I'm your host, Dustin, along with my co-host, Gavin. Hello, hello, folks. We are back for more. And tonight we're going to be talking about some current events and some more listener questions. So first, I want to go over a couple notes from episode one. Now, hopefully nobody thought that we were targeting the black community when we were talking about single family homes or single parent homes, because there's a lot to be said for, you know, we talk a lot about systemic racism in this country, but since the civil rights movement, I don't know if it's so much systemic racism as much as it is systemic classism. Now, you could draw a lot of parallels between a kid in the ghetto in Chicago and a kid in a rundown trailer park in a defunct mining town in West Virginia. But it all has to do with where they are on the class scale. Not so much their race, but how much they make. You come from a poor family, you're going to have a harder time getting out of there. Now, the United States has the most income mobility of anywhere. The ability to make yourself better, to make it... But... We just really wanted to say we weren't targeting anybody. That was the statistics we had at the time. And with everything we were talking about, it kind of went along with it. Now, I did have someone ask me, I heard your show. Why do you think that black people are doing worse in college now? Because I did talk about how they were succeeding more in 1965 and there were more blacks in college in 1965. Now, two words, affirmative action. You mean it's not Fortnite? Oh, man. (laughs) Now, affirmative action, while may, maybe it was a good idea in the beginning, it has turned into a... So in 2017, there was a lawsuit for Harvard Law, and it was a group of Asian students. They sued Harvard because it became publicly known that Asian students to attend Harvard Law had to score a 1350 on the ACTs. White students only had to score a 1310, whereas black students only had to score an 1100 for admittance to Harvard. Now let that sink in. What are we doing here? So what you're doing when you admit that that student is setting them up for failure. They're not performing at a level that should be attending Harvard. Now I'm not saying they wouldn't do great somewhere else, but an 1100 is not going to cut it at Harvard. So they make it into Harvard and then they flunk out. That's what we're seeing more today. Now I'll say it's not so much that they couldn't do it. It's just that they have all these high expectations that it's just going to be a cakewalk, and all of a sudden you get hit in the head with a frying pan of having to learn. Now, if you have the capability to study, focus, you know, learn some uh, new things, I'm sure that you could do it. But he is absolutely right. It's not working out that way because you didn't walk into it knowing what you needed to do in the first place. Absolutely. And they really... It would be one thing if they were like, okay, everybody has to score a 1350. However, we're going to do a ratio of this or that student by ethnicity or, but they're not doing that. They're not setting an equal bar. It's, oh, well, you don't have to perform as high to get into our school if you're black. But if you're Asian, you have to score the highest. So that's why that lawsuit Uh came around. And it really, affirmative action was supposed to set a level playing field. But there's nothing level about that. You're not performing at the same standard. And honestly, to me, at that point, I'm insulted. As a black person, I'm completely insulted that you look down upon me so that I have to have these special rules just to make it into your club. I know that there's a lot of people who see, oh, yeah, man, I made it. It's cool. 
And I'm like, but you, you didn't think about the fact that they dumbed it down for you. You know, you, you've got these people on a 12th grade level here and you're on a nine, but somehow you're, you don't realize what's actually going on behind the scenes. And that sucks. And of course, who also brought that in? A Democrat. Dun, dun, dun. What we're seeing is here is um, a lot of old white Democrats that are basically saying, hey, you're welcome because you're not smart enough to do this. So I lowered the bar so that you could do this, which in itself is one of the most racist things ever. Absolute systemic racism. You just don't. People just see it the exact opposite because they're like, oh, well, cool, man. I got a leg up. It's, and I've said this many a time. It's like having a black spelling bee. Absolutely insulting. Funny, but absolutely insulting. Now, while we're on, this is kind of off topic, but it got brought up. The I don't know if you've seen in the news how they're saying that white actors should not voice people of color in an animated series. Now, I think this is a slippery slope. Because what it's going to end up being is, oh, well, only white actors can voice white actors. Asian actors can voice Asian cartoons. Black people can voice black cartoons. It's segregation. Yep. How are we not seeing that? Uh-huh. It is absolutely segregation. So who's going to do The Simpsons? Because they're all yellow, but, they're, but they aren't Asian. Oh, yeah. Well, not only that, but some of the most beloved characters, Samurai Jack was Phil Lamar uh, from Mad TV fame. Mm-hmm. Dude, I would, I would not want anyone else to do that voice. I can't even imagine someone else doing that voice. Or how about Kevin Michael Richardson? He did Shredder, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles animated series. That's right. Who yeah. the hell else is going to do that voice? No one. Now, Shredder was an Asian character. Yeah. I forget his name, but yeah. But still, who, who else is going to do it? Now, what really... It ticked me off, to be honest with you, because, and you can answer this for me because I'm not part of the black community, so I don't, I don't know a lot of what y'all go through on a daily basis or even some things that happen within the black community. Now, I was talking to someone about Cree Summers. Cree Summers, for those of you who don't know, is a, a black voice actor, actress. She did Penny from Inspector Gadget, which I grew up on. Amen Penny was the brains of the operation. Yep. Inspector Gadget was a bumbling <laughs> idiot. Um, Pr- Princess Kita from Atlantis. Mm-hmm. Now she was Atlantean, so I don't know that that really counts as white. I don't think. I mean, she definitely looked a little more ethnic or indigenous. I don't. She know. had some flair going on. Exactly, but she also did Catwoman for DC Superhero Girls, which is a newer show. And she did Elastigirl on Teen Titans Go. Now, when I brought this up, a friend of mine was like, "Oh, I don't, I don't know who that is. It was a female, a black female, and." I showed her a picture. She's like, oh, well, she's not that black. She's a half breed. And I was like, excuse me? Mm. Now, is that something that happens a lot in the black community? Like you're not yeah. black enough because yeah. you're only half? I, oh, I yeah. Okay. oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you want to expand on that? Because I mean, well, that, that alone really threw me for a loop. This is something that I have seen since I was a kid. Now, I'm Cajun. Both my of my parents, who are still married, by the way, 38 years this year, from Louisiana. My dad, depending on who you talk to, he might be about as, come December, he's about as dark as a Jewish guy who's got a really, really good tan. 
My mom is not so light. She's much darker. So I have seen where people will always say, well, you know, he's black, but he's not black, black, you know. And it pains me to see that because it's almost like I'm a, we're segregating ourselves and our own race based off of what tan. You know, like, I guess if you're Nigerian dark or something, then it like gives you, like, extra powers. I don't know. Now, is that, is that something where they think that the lighter skinned you have, the easier you have it in life? Yeah, and that The has, cops don't mess with you as much. And, which is crap. I mean, really, speaking of cops, because we are going to touch on police reform. Oh, yeah. So, for years... It's been, oh, well, there's a few bad apples. I think we're past the point of a few bad apples. We've got too much video, and it's not just it's not just black people getting shot by the police. Now, I somebody brought up to me, they were like, you know, last year there were 1,000 people shot by the cops. 500 of those were white. 250 were black. I said, yeah, but you have to understand, black people only make up 15% of this country as a population. So, of course, there's going to be more white people that were shot. It's just the ratio. I mean, when you look at the populace Mm -hmm. and they're only 15%, but they're still what? 25% of the deaths. It is a problem, but it's a problem all around. It's not just a problem for black people, but it is a problem. Now we were talking, I was talking with some guys at work the other day. One of them actually had an amazing idea. Um, first off, we take another look at qualified immunity. Now, for those of you who do not know what qualified immunity are, it basically makes an officer immune from the law when in the line of duty, unless they go above and beyond either physical harm or statutory rights or civil rights or stuff like that. So maybe we take another look at that because that's what they've been hiding behind for years when stuff like this goes down. Now, every situation is different. Mm-hmm. there's never going to be a standard across the board because you do have to take it case by case. But we no. definitely need to implement more training. I mean, you have, I was 20 year military vet. You have, we trained probably 20% of the time. You're going to go away for a year for deployment. You do 18 months of training before you leave for a year. They train maybe a few days a year for an eight hour to eight, 10 hour day. Now, this is stuff I'm reading. If if you're an officer out there and you have more knowledge on this, please, please, please barbaricallycandid at gmail.com. Email us and we would love to maybe have you on the show as a, a guest caller or something so we could talk this out more. But here's uh, the idea. So let, let me add one one quick thing. Um, you know, every time that something happens in the news, that officer or those, or those officers had a split-second decision to make and after the fact, you know, we, the people, get to chop it up and dissect it based off of a split-second decision. So, I honestly, I feel sorry. For, it's tough. It's There are split-second things that hopefully you're trained right. And if, you, if, and if you go too far, even if it didn't, maybe it didn't seem that way, maybe it did. If you did it on purpose, you know, hey, that's on you if it, if, if it wasn't, but it just happened that way. That sucks that a split second thing has now become a hot to- a hot topic item and it is dissected across the entire country. Well, hear me out on this. So, you know doctors have to carry malpractice insurance. Mm-hmm. So, let's say that we set up some kind of 
malpractice insurance for police departments, where either the department or the union, because here's another issue, and part of which is probably why Siobhan kept his job as long as he did with as many complaints as he had. The department is not allowed to punish them. All disciplinary actions go through the union. Well, the union is there to keep these guys' jobs. Mm-hmm. So you either make the union pay for it or the department pay for it, but you set up like a malpractice insurance for lack of a better term. And if you get so many, well, that way the city's not paying out millions of dollars. It comes from this insurance. That way, once you get so many substantiated claims against you, now not just claims, we're not saying, oh, you got three claims against you. There's still an investigation. But if you're found at fault, let's say three strikes you're out, just hypothetically, you're then non-insurable and you lose your job as a police officer. The free market would correct itself. Now, what that would also do, because you do have officers who are department hoppers. Mm -hmm. I mean, look at Chief Acevedo. Yeah, that's, yep. He was California Highway Patrol, got ran out of there, went to Austin PD, got ran out of there, came on down to his buddy Sylvester Turner's area, and now he's the chief of police. So you would completely nip that in the butt. Because you'd have a national registry for uninsurable officers. I like it. It makes perfect sense. And the thing, does anybody ever question why somebody gets just skipped down the road? You know, it's kind of like that bad kid who just happened to be an athlete. You know, he'll uh, suck at school, but they'll give him just enough points. You know what? Just go on and be somebody else's problem next year. Oh, yeah. The no child left behind. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. So now that we talked about that, I do want you to know we definitely, we do support the good officers out there. We back the blue. It just, we definitely have to have a talk at a national level because there are things going on that go beyond a few bad apples. Have you, have you ever had a bad experience? I wouldn't say a bad experience. I did have a very, growing up, I never really dealt with racism because, you know, I'm, I'm a white guy. I, I didn't really know. I'd never seen it firsthand. I had an 86 Ford Thunderbird. Ooh. Very sexy car, big V8 in it. It yeah. was great. Me, I was riding around with three of my buddies, Khalifi, Rashad, and Juan. <laughs> that sounds like a really good mix. And, and <laughs> they we, all walked into a bar. Yeah. yeah we all were in, uh, oh, we had class. I was in band with Cliffy and, Rashad and Juan kind of came as a package deal with Cliff. Um, we be, we all became good friends, but we were driving around in Pasadena, got pulled over by the cops. I'm freaking out because I'm a teenager. I had never even been pulled over. She asked me to step out of the car. And automatically I'm like, oh, crap. My parents are going to kill me. <laughs> Walks me to the back of the car and then looks me directly in the eye and says, I need to ask if you're okay. And I was like, I'm fine. What do you, what do you mean? And she's like, so you're telling me that you're okay. And all of a sudden it clicked. I was like, I got two black guys and a Mexican guy in my car. That's why she pulled me over. And it was just wow, insane. Like that's really the first time I had seen racial profiling or anything like that in action. And it blew my mind. I mean, it was, how about you? I want to say one time I'm in Missouri 
near the oh, I was in I was near Hannibal, Missouri, which if y'all don't know, that's where oh, I'm gonna draw a blank on his name. Tom Sawyer, author, is from. Ah, uh, Mark Twain. Yeah. Yes. By the way, the Mark Twain Brewing Company. If you're ever in that area, awesome place, super cool place, great beers, red uh, ales are excellent. Anyway, so I'm. I must have been in a speed trap because there was it was me and my sales and my sales engineer for that region. Uh, you know, mind you, he's twice my age and white. And somehow I get pulled over. The cop he was he was young. You know, he, he had on his cool brand new Oakley glasses, and he, he just had that persona because he was maybe like five nine, five eight, five nine. Hit the gym, but you could tell he was a prick. So he had he had some attitude, and I could tell. I was like, I'm not getting out of this ticket. So right. you know, I wasn't mean. I didn't cuss him around or anything. I was just, you know, what if if you're gonna be a jerk, I'm gonna be a jerk too. And that was about the that's about the worst I ever had. Hell, I talked my ex father in law out of a ticket near Rockdale, Texas, by with a state trooper because that officer just happened to have on a uh, really nice G Shock watch, and he's like. Do you like G-Shocks too? Yeah, man. That, dude, that, that is a sweet watch. Yes, girl. It's awesome. And sure enough, no <laughs> ticket. I was like, I can't believe that. Actually, it never worked for me, but it worked for him that one day. Now, I've, I've heard it talked about a lot that black parents have to have a conversation with their children. And this was a conversation my parents had with me, and maybe that's just because they're overly cautious, but about how to handle a traffic stop, how to interact with the police officer as far as yes sir no sir are we done sir now did you ever get that talk no that's very fascinating that you you just brought that up and i was just i was just thinking i have never had that talk from my hell i think i learned how to shave from the simpsons (laughs) my my dad worked a lot i'm just gonna say that but no I, i but i was also raised to be respectful unlike kids of today but right. entitled to the assholes. Exactly. Now, while we're talking about Now, Gavin, speaking of respect for law, I don't know if you've seen, I'm sure you have, because you watch the news and see all these articles online just like I do, mm-hmm. the influx of people tearing down statues. Oh, you know what hurt me the most out of all of those? Do tell. Somebody desecrated a Stevie Ray Vaughan statue, and the idiot had no idea what a master of the guitar that guy was. They probably thought he was some old guy, you know, because he always had that cool hat on. Oh, yeah. And I saw that, you know, it pisses me off that people are tearing down these statues to begin with. But the fact that he wasn't even of that era, he was just a badass guitarist. May he rest in peace. Now, with that, the so there was a Emancipation Proclamation statue uh-huh. that they wanted to tear down. And there was actually an interviewer out there. And he was like, well, can you tell me who put this statue up? This statue was paid for and erected by emancipated people, freed slaves. Mm. And it had Lincoln, and he was standing there, um, kind of standing over a black man who was on his knees, but what you, 
what you really have to look at the statue, and there was actually a lady in historical garb there that explained the whole idea of the statue. Mm. This was an emancipated man. He had a broken chain in one hand because some people were like, well, he's chained to Lincoln. No, he had the end of that chain in his hand and was in the process of standing up. Oh, that to me is a super that's, powerful that's power, image. Yeah. Uh-huh. And that like it gave me goosebumps just to hear her message about it. And they wanted to tear it down. That to me is the ultimate disrespect because of who put it up and why it was put up. Now, there were bad things about Lincoln. Yeah, because nobody he was perfect. He, he actually said if he would have been able to have the Civil War end without freeing slaves... He would have, mm, which is pretty heard. messed up. Yeah. But some of these statues, I would agree, need to come down. Now, here's why. I'm not, I'm not a hippie. I'm not this free love, make everybody feel good. But some of these statues were put up during the Jim Crow era. And they were put up as a reminder, hey, don't forget who runs things around here. Mm. And when you look at it that way, it's like, okay, that's because I mean, I I went to Iraq and Afghanistan when we went into Iraq and we defeated them, all the Saddam statues were pulled down. So it, when I thought about it that way, I was like, they lost. So it's a wonder that these weren't torn down before. I think really the only reason that they did it was as kind of a peace offering. Um, Hey, we know you lost. Here's a participation trophy. (laughs) I thought that was only what these new kids have. I mean, the real problem is, though, they, I forget the name of the other statue they wanted to tear down, but this guy, it may have actually been a Frederick Douglass statue, emancipated slave, an abolitionist. He worked, I mean, he worked for black people's rights and they yeah. wanted to tear it down. They don't even care. It's All they know indiscriminate. Is that it's, an old it's an old statue, and we need to tear it down. At least research. I mean, cl- what it's about. They thought they could have looked at him. Oh wait, he's black. I should probably keep that one up. Now, what I want to know is, while we're tearing these objects of discrimination and oppression down, why aren't we tearing down Planned Parenthood? Oh, they couldn't do that. They- now, aren't those pretty much? Just objects of, I mean, it signifies Margaret Sanger, Mm -hmm. who started Planned Parenthood, actually said, this is a quote from her, minorities, blacks, and Asians should be eradicated like weeds. She wanted, she believed in eugenics, Mm -hmm. and she wanted to wipe out the entire black race. That was the whole idea behind abortion clinics. Now, I know in this day and age, Planned Parenthood, they do offer some other services, but I would really... I, I mean, I, I only when I, they're, only when they're arguing to keep it. Oh, yeah. That's when you hear about the mammograms. And if if people are getting that done, then by all means, go to see your doctor. I'm not even against pro-choice, but I think there should be limitations. There's no reason that after 20 weeks you should be able to get that done. Agree, agree. Uh huh. I completely understand. You know, if there's some. Uh medical things going on. I mean, you've otherwise. got medical issues where the woman could die or even yeah. if a girl was raped, you really want her to have to carry her rapist baby to term. That's, that's, that's a deep, dark question that as you know, someone will say, well, as a man, you can't answer that question. I mean, sure I could. You may not like the answer. I don't, could care less if you do or if you don't, but well, everybody's got an opinion, but you know, hearing you say that I want to bring up the whole, well, you're a man, you don't get an opinion. As of right now, I am 
beyond worried that this whole, well, you're white. You don't get an opinion right now. Like we've got this rhetoric going on. Oh, you're white. You don't get an opinion. You got white privilege, all this. I'm so worried that this is going to breed new racism, something that we haven't seen in 50, 60 years because you've got all these kids coming up and what are they being told? Oh, you don't count. You're white. You don't get an opinion. You're white. It causes division and it causes a reaction. racial tension. And yeah. and it's going to be scary because you're looking at one knee-jerk reaction that is only going to cause a likely equal of the opposite end reaction. And now we're at class warfare of some sort all over again just based on skin color again. But Although, that's what they want. They want division in the people. They want... If they could have it their way, they'd probably start off a new civil war. But this time, it's not going to be the North against the South. It's going to be this race against this race. Or the, it's They're trying to set it up. If we were to come together and unify... They'd be scared. They wouldn't know what to do. The media would just... I could not imagine what ABC would possibly do. There's no way. I mean, all these... And it's not... Hear us out. It's not... We're not just saying, oh, CNN is bad. Right. CNN's bad. Fox News is bad. MSNBC's bad. They're all bad. Nobody's giving you news. Nobody's saying, here's the news. Here's the facts. Do what you want with it. Everyone's putting on either their left or right spin. There's no straight news now. The, the closest you might get would be BBC News. That'd probably be about the closest to just having facts. And don't they hate America anyway? You know, well, it's like to an extent, they always seem to talk trash about us, I mean, but at I, least it's slightly unbiased. In all fairness, I lived in Europe for a while. I was stationed in Germany for three years, and tourist Americans are pretty obnoxious. Dang. I hate to say it, but I we'd see them over there, and it's just like, God, you're making us all look bad. No wonder they hate us. <laughs> okay, moving along. Now we're going to talk about this one. This one hits really close to home, and... It hurts my heart. Um, Vanessa Gillen, mm-hmm. Gwen, Yeah. we just found out uh, within the past few days, she's been missing since April 22nd. And they found her remains. She was bludgeoned to death by someone, a complete piece of shit, who was supposed to take care of her. Now, from what I understand, he was her NCO who is like your middle manager, like your first line supervisor. Your, your soldiers are family. You're supposed to take care of them. This was a predator. This was an absolute scumbag of a human being. But there were failures within the entire chain of command. So you're telling me that this guy bludgeoned a girl to death in an arms room. Arms rooms are controlled by two sets of keys. Mm-hmm. You have to have them double locked. There's usually a cage with a lock and then a steel door. You have to sign these keys out to be able to... Okay, so like I said, you have to have two sets of keys to get into these arms rooms, which normally you have to sign out from a staff duty or a battalion Somebody has a count of these keys. You've got probably hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of weapons in these arms room. Somebody has paperwork. Now, 
first off, she was called in on her day off. So that seems pretty premeditated to me. I don't know if he was planning on killing her, but I would say he had something. Rape was definitely on the table. At least he was planning something. He calls her in on her day off to the arms room, bludgeons her to death with a hammer. Mm. He then calls his married girlfriend. Dude, she was straight up trailer trash. Oh, you like that orange Joker hair she had going in her mugshot? But he calls her up. They try to set this beautiful soldier on fire. And when she won't catch fire, they get a machete and dismember this girl. Then they try to bury her in concrete, or they covered her with concrete at the burial site. Those facts are a little fuzzy. Hopefully, we'll know. Ho- hopefully, more about that will come out in in trial of some sort. But, yeah. Now, this piece of shit killed himself before police could apprehend him. Coward. Yep. Let his little married girlfriend take the fall, which she's only going to be charged with probably tampering with a corpse or indecent. Behave something. I mean, it, they it's, should tack it's, on something for that hair. I mean, she was, she was, she was absolute people of Walmart. You could just fashion look. crime, yes, bitch. Yeah. Um, but no, and, and with with her, like, don't get me wrong, what she did was extremely wrong, and it's still a felony. Mm-hmm. But it's not. She's not going to serve the kind of jail time that he would have served. True. But doesn't it kind of scare you into the fact that there could be some whole system of something going on at Fort Hood that maybe a lot of people don't know about? Well, let's not forget while they were searching. For her body, they found another body. Yeah. I want to say they've actually found three sets of remains at this point. There's definitely a problem, but what we really have to look at, okay, people, hear me out. 20-year vet, a lot of, I knew a lot of heroes. There were a lot of great guys and girls that I worked with, and I love them all. Not all people in the Army are heroes. Not all of them are deserved. There's some real pieces of trash in there, too who either joined up because otherwise they were going to go to jail or they don't really do that so much anymore, but they came out of a trash place and they brought it with them. We had a lot of soldiers when I was in where, oh, I just had to get out the ghetto, had to get out the ghetto. Well, you brought that mentality with you. You're bebopping around trying to sag your uniform like you can't, you have to change your mentality. It doesn't work. You have to elevate yourself. You mean they tried to bend the army to their will? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I could just see like Lee, old Lee Army saying, no lives matter, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, you are all equally worthless. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it shows the Army is not full of heroes. She was our family, and we failed her. The Army, her command, and Fort Hood CID failed her. Everyone in that chain of command, from the battalion commander to the first sergeant, should be relieved of their duty and possibly discharged. You can't charge them with a crime because they didn't commit a crime. They should be relieved of duty, possibly discharged due to negligence. This girl went missing in April. This douchebag, what was his name? Let's see here. Aaron David Robinson. I've seen his Facebook uh, pictures. He was some hood trash for sure. But he had had... I want to say eight complaints from other female soldiers. Now, from what I've read, Vanessa didn't complain about him to her command. She had told her mother about the sexual harassment, but a lot of that was because he did have all these other complaints and they didn't do anything. So she knew. So it was one of those, well, if I complain, it's just going to put a black mark on me. It's not going to 
It's not going to do anything. That needs to change. We need to harbor a community where soldiers can come to you with their problems and you fucking take care of them. That is your job in COs. They are your family. I don't give a shit if they call you at one o'clock in the morning, three o'clock in the morning, you take care of them. That's your job. Have you forgotten the NCO creed? No one is more professional than I. I am a non-commissioned officer, a leader of soldiers. Fucking lead them. Well spoken. No. Oh God, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm getting, I'm getting okay. a little emotional now, about this. On the on the on the the cancel culture side of it, did you hear today? Today, Lulac. Uh, it's a Hispanic oriented civil rights type group that you know anyway i'm guessing they haven't had that much news coverage because i'm not gonna lie to you i haven't heard of them well i went to a mainly hispanic high school so i remember their bs back in 2001 now is this in line with kind of like al sharpton type stuff yes yeah 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 so they are now they made a statement today saying that they feel that hispanic people shouldn't be joining the army and I want to say, if I recall correctly, it wasn't the armed forces. It was specifically the army over this. And I'm thinking, I'm pretty sure Hispanic people have served the army for a couple hundred years. I've known a ton of them, all great people that I serve with. Now, you see this, and it's the army, but this is not just an army problem. Oh, no. This is across the forces. And it's something that needs to be addressed. Now, I'm not making excuses for this piece of shit, so please don't, because he was obviously a predator. Oh, yeah, you've definitely not minced your words. No. There are some people that come back damaged after deployment, and I don't think we do enough for them as far as PTSD and mental. Like, you come back changed, for sure. This was not one of those cases. You don't you don't kill someone with a hammer because of a deployment. Right. This was his own sick, sick This was someone who had showed time and time again that he was a sexual predator. He walked into this girl's room. Either he was naked or she was in the shower. Either way, it was inappropriate. I'm I'm not 100% on all the details, but it was inappropriate no matter what. I I don't care what you say. You don't do that. You knock. Not only that, as a male NCO, he should have had someone with him. There, when when you go to a female's room in the army, just to keep things like this from happening, or even because there have been cases where a female falsely, falsely accuses. Oh yeah, I but can imagine. In order to protect, that's You're why so, you yeah. either take another male NCO or you get a female NCO, more than one person, so you have an alibi or a witness or something of that nature. There's no reason he should have been there by himself, much less gone into her room without consent or permission, any of that. This guy, I don't, I know about all I need to know about him. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I hope he rots in hell. I I, I would just think that if you're going to be in any, any place as a male work related where you're in a all female type area, there would probably be some existing rules in place. Quick story, I did a, I, my, my background is industrial steam a- applications. So I was out of state, South Michigan, in a female prison in the wintertime. It was great. It was everything I ever dreamed it would be. Someone said, hey, would you ever do a survey here? Hell yeah. Like meth heads and snow, you count me in. 
And sure It'd be enough, entertaining for sure. Oh, it was great. But every cell block that they took me into, you, you had to yell out, mail in the area, mail in the area. So they could cover up their boobs, which kind of sucked. But, you know, that's just life. Oh, absolutely. And the same thing in the military. It's mail on the floor or mail on deck or yeah. something like that. To, so they know. It's respect. Now, that was more so when we had community showers. I mean, the females had their showers, but you'd walk in and it'd be like a bunch of stalls or something. Now they have rooms with showers in them. So it's m- more co-ed. Interesting. Now, when I say that, don't, don't, there's not male and female. Like they have their own room. Like the room would be two females in a room, but in that building, it's not all female. Like it's this unit owns this building. And in this room, you got males. Now they may try to separate it where there's a female floor. It's not always possible. And that's just logistics. Okay. Okay. See, I'm I'm glad, I'm glad that you went into that because you know, as you're saying that I've got that first American pie, quasi, you know, about chicka wild tune going in my head. Like really? This is how was, it goes down. <laughs> I was at a lot of barracks parties, and it's definitely not band camp. I can tell you that much. But no, we definitely hope that her family receives some kind of nothing's enough. Nothing. Their daughter was taken, and she shouldn't have been, and it's a true tragedy. But I will add to this. Now, going along the lines of this, all this LULAC BS, if her parents start shouting money, 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 I got no respect for them either because this shouldn't be about the money. This should be about making proper changes and protocol uh, so that something like this can never happen again. Now, U.S. Soldier, soldiers do get a substantial life insurance coverage. So they're probably looking. I mean, I don't, I don't even want to say it on air because it's nobody's business, but they probably will get a big payoff. Not payoff, but life insurance. But right. you can't. As a parent now, what's a couple hundred thousand dollars when you don't have your kid? It's nothing. Yeah. There will never be enough, and we cannot extend enough of our condolences to the family. This shouldn't have happened, and she was failed. And I only hope that going forward they can find a way to do better. I'm no longer in the Army. I retired in January, but I truly hope that they can turn this around because this happens way too often you know i've got a cousin um he's i think he's right now not active but he does special projects like overseas and he was stationed in fort hood and i as i was hearing about the story i kept thinking i need to talk to him and see if you know but you know he's gay so he probably <laughs> wouldn't have seen all the same stuff but it does make me wonder what all re- apparently things you know, happen in these places that i would never imagine or the average oh. person just does not think about well, yeah, because everybody thinks of the military as, oh, these are these are upstanding human beings. These are heroes. No, they're not not all of them. You would be surprised. You know, you say, oh, he's gay. Could, men get raped. Oh, I could imagine. Well, they're just I don't much want to imagine, but less. I, yes, I could they're see They're much that. less likely to report it uh, because of the shame that comes with it. From I mean, it's it's tragic, but it is it is what it is. It's that's not a terrible hazing, man. It's, it's crazy. Now, we're going to move on from this. It's it's a heavy subject, but we're going to move on to Elijah McClain. I don't know if you read up on this, Gavin. Well, yeah, I looked up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, so this happened 10 months ago. And I know a lot of people are like, why are we talking about this now? This happened 10 because months ago. Because they brought it back from the dead. That's why. Well, you know, that's what I thought at first. I was like, well, the narrative. 
That's why we're talking about this now. And it was very pessimistic of me to think that because I thought about it and I was like, well, who brought it back? Was it his parents? This would be the perfect time. If you're a parent and your child was killed, this would be the perfect time to bring it up to seek out some kind of justice. Now, from everything I've read, because I know the media or some new uh, news outlets love to go back and villainize someone who's died. Mm-hmm. They did it with George Floyd with all his crimes from the past. I've seen nothing about Elijah. This is a man who went to animal shelters and played violins for kittens. I mean, that's pretty cool. That's yeah. Cause you, I, that's a special you person. Catch me no way in hell playing violins for a cat, but I'll pet all the puppies. But I want to say like, I get why they brought it up now. I get it. It's, it's, it may seem like they're extending the narrative, but as a parent, I can understand it. I get why they would choose now because it's an opportune moment to seek out justice because there is such a narrative right now that people are going to get pissed off and they're going to want answers. Now, for those of you who don't know what happened with Elijah, and I've seen a lot of comparisons between, because this this happened in Aurora, Colorado, which was also where that shooting happened at mm-hmm. the Batman, was it Batman the Begins? Theater? Uh, the one with the no, Joker. It was the, the, Dark Dark, the Dark Knight, yes. Dark Knight film. Uh, the white guy with the red or whatever color. It's the same hair. color hair as that girl. Oh, imagine that. Hmm. Um, it must be in the hair dye. But he was taken into custody peacefully. Now, from what I've read, the police were called on Elijah McClain because he's wearing a ski mask. Ten months ago in Colorado would have been, what, October? Yeah. September, yeah. October. Yeah. I would imagine it's probably pretty chilly there in September, October. I don't know. I'm, I don't live in Colorado. Um, but I would imagine it's starting to get cool. Yeah. But what you also have to know is Elijah was anemic. So he had low iron in his blood, so he stayed cold. It was hard for him to retain body heat. So he would often wear a beanie or a ski mask. Somebody called the police on him, which I'm not going to blame them. Like, don't send them death threats or anything because you see a guy walking around in a ski mask. And where do you see ski mask in the movies? It's always the bad robber or whatever. It's a hood, yes. Right, but... They called the police, but the way the police handled it, this guy was an introvert. Mm. I don't know, just going off everything, I don't know if he was on any kind of spectrum, be it autistic, Asperger's, anything like that. I can't give you that answer because I don't know. However, the way the police treated him and then beat him, and then I don't know if he would have died had it just been that. Then the EMT gave him a dose of ketamine mm-hmm. as a subdue tactic, I guess. I don't. I can't imagine he was fighting back. I don't know why they would have even given him the ketamine. They gave him a ketamine dose for a 244-pound man. Elijah weighed 145 pounds. So they gave him a ketamine dose for a man 100 pounds heavier than he was. And then he died. So wait, did they officially say he died due to that, or did he say he he died due to police brutality? Now, this is a, this is where it gets hazy. It could have been a combination of both. I mean, that's enough ketamine to put down a horse. I mean, it's not, but when you're 145 pounds, it's it's way more than you need. 
man, 145 pounds. Good Lord. He was a super skinny guy. I got boots about 145 pounds. And even with that, he told the police, there's a recording, and after reading the story, I haven't been able to bring myself to watch the recording yet. I'm not going to lie. I So I don't have everything. In this, we started this podcast to talk about current events and bring you news, and I've honestly kind of had to really find the sunshine because you start reading into this and it's depressing, man. It, I don't know how, and I'm guessing a lot of newscasters just do it because they get handed a story and they just read it. They're not actually researching this stuff and finding out what happened. Doubtful. When you're in it day after day, looking through this stuff, it takes a toll on your heart. Mm-hmm. So you really got to find the sunshine. And I hope that Elijah's family can get some kind of closure. I don't know how it's, it's another one that shouldn't have happened, but hopefully they can find some kind of peace and our hearts go out to them. Absolutely. His life mattered. <laughs> and, and again, like I said earlier, I don't know, you know, what goes through an officer's head in the, that split second that they have to make some kind of a decision. But <sighs> there's been enough videos though, where you see a guy talking and then an officer walks up behind him and suplexes him. Granted, we don't see the whole video, but... Yeah, they probably but, egged on the cop for a while. Yeah, but it's talk. Possibly. It's just right, talk. Right, He didn't throw anything at you. He didn't hit you. It's just talk. I mean, what, did he talk about your mom? Because that wouldn't... That, like, Oh, this is what I wanted to bring up earlier. Um, so I missed it when we were talking about police reform. Mm-hmm. There are people out there who are cops that were picked on in school. Oh, yeah. And then they get in there and they get this power trip because now I'm in charge. Now. Respect my authority. That's right. Respect my authority. Now, a way to get around this. It kind of ties in with the training, but the psyche valve should be more extensive to become a cop. And, I mean, you realize that. I would think. You realize that a police officer has less training than a barber. Let that sink in. I mean, it really. That's scary. These guys need to do more training, especially in de-escalation. Yeah, that'd be a hell of a good idea, but but, 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 but they're trying to defund the police right now. Where are they going to get the money for this extra training? Well, and those areas that are going to defund the police, you're going to see fall into total anarchy. I mean, look at look at Chop or Chaz or whatever whatever the hell they yeah. were being called before they got run out of town. As soon as they got the police out of there, there were what, three shootings that weekend. Man, that's and then that's a guy like Chicago percentage. Not only that, then I mean this mind blowing, absolutely mind blowing. This guy wants to sue the police department because they didn't respond quick enough. Like technically, I thought this meant that they didn't count as the United States of America anymore, that they were their own sovereign oh, exactly. block. You're so, your own sovereign nation. Where's where's your police force? Oh, you don't have one. Oh, no. Oh, how about that? Oh, bless your heart, darling. Now, I don't... So we've had an arrest here recently. Okay. And I know you have been jumping to talk about this one. I don't know how to say her name. Is it Ghislaine? Ghislaine? I, Jeffrey Epstein's girlfriend. Yes. G Maxwell. I don't, we're just yeah. going to call her G because yeah. I don't know how to say her first name. She was arrested finally in the connection with the Epstein case. Now, 
I mean, we're taking polls at work. How long do you think before she's Clinton? Dude. Well, so somebody brought this up on Facebook immediately. And the first gift I could find was of, you know, on the prices, right. When they bid a dollar, because I'm thinking the lowest, <laughs> if she makes it this to this time next week, I'd be shocked. What would have been really great. And I know this didn't happen because he may be part of the problem, but if Trump had kept her in hiding until it was time for the Clintons to testify in the Senate oh. September 9th, that would have really been. But like I said, I've seen some of the, I don't know if you follow Q. I, I don't. And I need to, there's, there's been a lot of stuff sent out and some of it points to not only the Clintons, like there's a ton of celebrities and the global elite, including Cheeto man. Look, I'm here. I'm going to tell you, I'd never do that. I'd never go on the Paradise Express. It just wouldn't be good. Wouldn't be prudent. Okay, thank you, President Trump. Yeah, we're sure you never went on the pedophile express. Like I thought everybody with money was on there. Oh, yeah. Well, that kind of, I started thinking about it. And I was like, you know, people with a guilty conscience. Think about all the rock stars that have committed suicide and all these people throughout the past 20 years or so that have committed suicide. Maybe, maybe they were part of that and it got to them. Now, for those who don't know, Jeffrey Epstein was, I don't want to say he was a financier. Basically he blackmailed people into giving him control of their companies because he would find these underage girls and groom them and then hook these rich elites up with them, videotape it. And now he's like, Hey, I've got, Evidence. I got stuff on you. <coughs> Do you want money? No, I want control. That which 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 brings me money. Now, what she did is she groomed these girls and brought him because this was going on in Florida at first. If you haven't checked it out, oh God, it's Florida. There's a Netflix series called Epstein Filthy Rich. Go and watch it. It explains the story a lot better and in a lot more detail. <coughs> these girls were low income, and it started off as. Oh, all you got to do is give me a massage. I'll pay you 200 bucks. Oh, that's it? Yeah, and then it's, okay, rub a little higher. Rub a little higher. Keep on rubbing. Yeah, that's right. Now, she would she would get these girls, and she was part of, I mean, she was part of this whole cabal of pedophile elites. We're not going to go down the rabbit hole this episode because there's definitely a king-sized tinfoil hat that I could put on with this. And this story is a little too new. I want to see how this develops before we can re- truly enjoy the, the, well, uh, some of the, the names, whole. Well, some of the names that were on this list. Have you noticed which TV stars have basically shut down or left their shows here lately? The last guy I could think of was that dude from the Today Show, but I don't Today know. Show. Um, what's that guy? Oh, I'm drawing a blank on his name right now. Well, you had Oprah. Matt, Matt Lauer. There we go. You had Oprah. Ellen. She did just get canceled, didn't she? Finally. Jimmy Fallon, Jimmy Kimmel. Now, Jimmy Fallon, Jimmy Kimmel, they said, was because of a blackface thing. Maybe they got, but their Kimmel? names are on the list. I didn't even know that. Oh wow! So I mean, Kimmel he was doing blackface like fifteen years ago. He dressed up as Carl Malone when he was I, doing the Man Show. That which was, was his, a great show for its, its time. Yeah, and it was. Um, but it's kind of it's kind of funny to see the left 
get a taste of their own medicine as far as cancel culture. Cannibalizing themselves. It's it's watching the serpent eat its own tail, man. It's, Hashtag cancel culture. Mm. Now, as far as I know, a lot of people are like, oh, what do you mean? How long until she's Clintoned? I'm, I'm going to tell you, whether you use Bing or Google or whatever search engine, just search. Well, duck, duck, go. Uh, okay. Apparently that's one too. Um, yeah. Just search Clinton Deadpool and see how many people <laughs> yes. that have been affiliated with the Clintons have died under mysterious circumstances. I want to say we're up to 68. I mean, a guy goes hiking in the woods and dies of two self-inflicted gunshot wounds to the back of his head. No, that's not suspicious at all. Yeah, you got to love the Clinton cartel. I mean, we'll see what happens in the Senate September 9th. They've they've been in power this long. They're going to keep power somehow. They're, Although the foundation if, itself is really looking rough. They've Ever since the last election, the foundation has lost a lot of money. So there might be some people that have invested for decades into the Clinton that are finally pissed off and they want to see this done. And that could be, but... This is where, guys, we got to make our vote count on both sides. That's why Hillary lost in 2016. There were a lot of Democratic voters that were like, oh, man, I don't need to go vote. She's got this. She's going to win. Well, guess what? Donald took it. Yep. But for those of us who, whether you're a, I, if you're a libertarian, I get it. Joe Jorgensen's a great candidate. She runs on great policies. But until we see a libertarian in the national debates, unfortunately, I don't think it's going to happen. I hate to say that, yeah, but I would have it's going to be it's going to continue to be a bipartisan system until that happens. With that, Trump or Biden? Now, a lot of people are like, "Man, I live in the suburbs, so even if Biden raises taxes a little bit, I I'm gonna be all right. It ain't gonna be on my door." I want you to go search an act that Biden wants to put into effect as soon as he now. First off, he wants to roll back all the Trump tax cuts, mm -hmm. which will greatly affect the middle class. More than anybody. Right now we're at 24%. That'll bump you up to 28. Four more percent in taxes. For people who own businesses, who employ people, he's talking about rolling back to pre-Kennedy tax rates of 70% or higher for business owners. I mean... And that's going to kill small business. Oh, exactly. It, Absolutely will. And, There's no way they can sustain. And in case people didn't know, America is ran more on the small business. It, it That's the fabric of America right there. It's not the big corporations. Yeah, they trust me, they've got the money, but they're, they're going to want to stick it into the employees anyway. Well, even with that, you see, even when you look at Taco Bell's, McDonald's, those are franchises. True. So, yes, they're a big company, but somebody owns that location. And Chick-fil-A. Yes, God's chicken, once again. Um, but somebody owns that location. Now, what should really scare you, for those of you that are like, oh, I live in the suburbs, I don't have to worry about this. It's not coming to my door. Look up the uh, Affirmatively Furthering Fair Housing Act. He passes that, and it's going to bring it right to your door. Yeah, but of course, by then it'll be too late, and they won't figure it out until it's truly too late. Well, if he gets in, if he gets in, He'll appoint, what is it? I forget how many justices. Because right now, I think we're one less on the right-wing side than the left-wing side. 
Because there's one that says he's a Republican, but he's totally not. They call him the swing vote, but he's not a he's not a swing yeah. vote at all. He's complete leftist. So if that he'll, old lady could just croak. That'd be great. No offense, but if she could just retire, yeah. Has anybody seen her lately? I think she she popped up within the last couple of months, but we don't know if that was the body double or you know weekend at Bernie's part three, the female version or not. Either way, he's going to find a justice that's probably in their forties. That way, he can ensure dominance in the Supreme Court for, for decades, 40 plus years. And that folks is something that the left did not think about when Trump won. He has appointed more smaller era justices across the country than quite some time. And I think that's something that your major news outlets don't talk about a whole lot, but it's been a, when you, when you look at it, it's been a really impressive feat. Now I'm afraid of where the, all these, uh, this alleged four extra percent of, of my tax dollars might go to. Is it going to go to those alien videos? Oh, doubtful. I'm sure it'll go to uh, illegals getting benefits or uh, because they want that yeah. too. And they want, that's another thing they want. They Here's vote. the thing to the black community. Your vote is getting really close to not mattering. Yep. And they're not going to pander to you at all because once Biden gets in, he's going to push for illegals to be able to vote. Once that happens, they don't care about you anymore. They don't well, really care I mean, about you exactly. now. They just they, care they about really your don't. vote. Yeah. But it's something to think about. And I hope you know all this message comes out of a place of love. It's not anything out of hate or I I wanted I want to let y'all know this because I want you to know it so that you can make informed decisions. I think we have reached all of our topics. Oh, <laughs> There, there, there could be a whole lot more, but I think we've got some questions, right? Uh, we do. We do have a few listener questions. Let me see what I have here. Oh, real quick. Uh-oh. So I found this out last night while I was listening to, I don't know, it was Dan Bongino. It was a podcast of some sort. So do you remember the big birther movement for yep. Obama mm-hmm. and how everybody said that Donald Trump started that? It was Clinton. So Hillary Clinton and what was Sidney Blumenthal mm-hmm. started the birther movement, a Democratic opponent. So for everybody that wants to say, oh, the Republicans did. No, nope, no, they didn't. Once again, there's your Democrats. Hill dog wanted in. She wanted in back then and it didn't work for her then. It didn't work for her in 2016. I don't think she'll run again. It's too- Even if she ran, it'd be as, as a VP. It wouldn't. There's no way she'd take main stage again. I realize that Biden isn't the sharpest tool in the shed, and I don't know what corn pop might be telling him on the side in his ear. But I, I, I just cannot imagine he would be that stupid. It, I, listeners, I want y'all to email us, and I want to know who do you think Biden's going to pick for his VP. A lot of people are saying Stacey Abrams, Adams, whoever. She's an flubbering idiot and i would love to have her because quite frankly it'll just make this current upcoming election that much easier speaking of biden you know the other day we were talking about i honestly thought he was going through some sort of cognitive decay whether it be dementia alzheimer's something just because of some of the comments he's made however i went back to i want to say it was a video in 1973 he's just an idiot 
<laughs> it's not cognitive decay. I mean, it, there may be some oh, of that, yeah. but the man's been an idiot for his entire forever. life. Yeah. This is a man that talked against integration of schools. And, and that, this is, this yeah. is a direct quote from mm-hmm. Joe Biden. I do not want my children to grow up in a racial jungle. I, you know, I feel like I, I should be playing uh, Guns N' Roses right now. But That's right. Welcome to the jungle, baby. You're going to die. <laughs> so this story just popped up uh, maybe like two or three days ago. So I want black people, Hispanic people, a- a- Asian uh, uh, Democrats, which are not as many as people would think. Asian people tend to be more right wing, especially because they own a lot of them own small businesses. So well, they understand a, the economic side. You also have to look at it as a culture. They're very conservative. Uh-huh. So that lends themselves more to the Republican side of the house. Mm-hmm. Also, guys, if you like our idea about the police malpractice insurance type thing, email during Dan Crenshaw. Great. Guy. I, I haven't, I haven't met the guy. Every interview I've ever come across the guy seems like a really awesome guy. He's a good guy. He's our local Houston representative. And talk to Briscoe Kane too. Yeah, that'd be another good one. Yeah. And I mean, this is That's for our good, local. He's short. You might see over him, but he's a hell of a good guy. This is our lo- for our local listeners. If you're out of the area, contact your own congressman and bring it up. Maybe we can get this talked at a national level. Yeah, yeah. Moving on to listener questions. Uh oh. Now I got a lot of good um, input from people that they really loved the listener question portion of the show. I'm not gonna lie. I had a lot of Buffalo Trace whiskey that last episode. Yeah. Apparently, I said something about standing on one leg with a sparkler hanging on my ass, but. <laughs> that was one time, one time. I mean, come in on. In band camp. That's right. Now, the first question is, do you feel shutting everything down again is warranted or should it just be moderated again? Okay, I'm, I love this question. And this is definitely something we should talk about. The first shutdown or lockdown should have never happened. The numbers have proved that. Now, I know there's going to be a lot of people, hey, wait a minute, but positive cases are going up. You're right, but also look at the graph where all these countries that say that they've got it under control now, their testing has tapered off. Ours has taken a steady climb. We are testing more people. So, of course, we are getting more positives. Now, with getting more positive results, the mortality rate will be going down. They, not only that, but so the World Health Organization actually came out today. I haven't been able to watch the video yet. I saw the headline Mm. and it said that asymptomatic patients are not contagious. Well, stir my grits. That's right. So not that you shouldn't wear a mask. I'm not, I mean, let's be honest. Is that really infringing on your civil liberties? Because you can't buy a mocha choca frappe bullshit when you want to without a mask. No, it's not. But have you noticed that they want us now <coughs> in, in, in uh, Harris County to wear the mask when you walk into a restaurant? So I'm waiting for that moment when the only thing that I can get at a restaurant is something pureed or are we all going to be a bunch of baby birds and, you know, the government is, is, is going to pre-chew my food and spit it into my mouth through a straw because, you know, that way the mask stays on the whole time. Oh, here we go, sir. We brought your chicken fried steak puree. Here's Ooh. your straw. Oh, nice. Not a plastic straw, though. Oh, it's got to be biodegradable. Save the turtles. Yeah, yeah. Um, where was that? So, okay. 
Yes, more positives. I However, got one quick question for you. Okay. Of all of these, you know, so everybody has been saying that there's more tests, that the numbers are going up. But how many of those tests do you think are repeat people who are trying to go back to work? I was actually going to bring that up because to, in order to get cleared to go back to work, you have to have two negative tests. So they're testing people once a week. Now, every one of those new tests go toward the national count. Not only that, I don't know if y'all realize this or not, but so you may be asymptomatic, which means you're not contagious. Maybe, I mean, your your girlfriend was extremely sick. She came down with it. She gave it to me. I, no, I didn't put this on my public face, well, my private Facebook page. I had it. Right. I'm good now. Now, and she had it a whole lot worse. I don't know how that is. You know, everyone is going to have their own case. It's all. It's always going to be different. But I will tell you, people, if you get it, your you, chances are more, way more than you know, a better chance than the flu. You're going to be just fine. And there has been an astounding recovery rate. But if she were to go get tested now, there's a high probability or possibility that she could still test positive due to the antibodies. Actually, fortunately for her, she ju- she just did a test uh, a couple days ago. Her she had the the good test for the for the antibody, which okay. is which is what you want. Right, not the nasal swab. Yeah, that takes like a week. That'll take a week, and it will set off. You could have had. So, for everybody who doesn't know, the coronavirus is the common cold. Now, COVID nineteen is a different strain. It's a right. much more deadly strain. However. <clears throat> Coronavirus is a common cold. If you have the common cold and then recover, your body has the coronavirus antibodies. Mm-hmm. If you get the nasal swab, it can give you a false positive. Yep. Due to those antibodies. Because a lot of places are not paying, like all these free tests, they're not the good tests that tell you whether it's the antibodies or if you have the actual virus. But all they see is, oh, it's positive. Chalk another one up on the board. There's another one. This, Numbers this going up. out the news. And I will tell you, folks, if you get it and you go get these tests, go to the right place or else they will try and stick a charge. I got this mysterious bill for $1,500, and I said, you can kiss my natural black ass because it's not going to happen. <laughs> you are going to get reimbursed by the government. Don't even call me. Now, with all this being said, I do believe I don't have a problem going into a store and wearing a mask. Now, maybe that's because, you know, I lived in South Korea for two years. Over there, it's very normal. It's a very normal thing just to protect others. It's not really even to to protect yourself. It's to protect others because the only way to really pass this along is through particulates or droplets. I don't have a problem with that. I know a lot of people are like, oh, you're infringing on my civil liberties. I, I get where they're coming from, but there are people who don't have the ability, and a lot of it is our older population. Most of the deaths, you know the first death that happened in Texas from COVID? Who was it? A 97-year-old man. And they were like, well, maybe he had an underlying condition. Maybe that underlying condition that he was 97 years old. I mean, he made it a lot. I'm sure he was living his uh, best life up, up, up until then. Now it's a shame that he died. Yeah. And I don't have a problem wearing a mask to protect the older population. Because that's really a lot of the deaths that have happened. And this is not a rule because there are exceptions. But for the most part, there's either underlying conditions 
or they're older than the national lifespan average. Because I think the national lifespan average is 75 now for mortality. It's a pretty good run, but yeah. why chance it? I mean, I don't know how you feel about it. I, I don't, I don't, I don't have a problem. A, I can't, I don't, I like can't them. breathe in this mask. But. And, I, and I get that because, I mean, I, I feel it too. I got to wear it at work when I'm issuing out permits and stuff and just fogging really? safety glasses up. Oh, yeah. Anytime you come within oh. six feet of someone. Now, we really just have to look at it as safe practices. Now, I don't know. I don't think anything should shut down. Absolutely. However, However, if we're not going to shut it down, wear a mask. I get that maybe you're going to recover. Somebody's grandma might not. That's true. And so I can see both ends of it. I can see it as a respect thing. Hey, look, let's all be safe. But at the same time, it should be about choice. I don't think that a government entity should tell me that I have to wear it. I should, if I want to wear it, great. If you don't, you don't. But and at the same time, because I have seen video where people are shaming people who don't have on a mask. And, and I swear to God, either. if you shame me, the one day I may not have it on. If you think that you're going to shame me and get in my face, my size 15 will be up your ass. <laughs> now, with that be, being said, I mean, we're both on kind of opposite sides yeah. of this. And that's okay. But we're here talking about it. It's open dialogue. And there's no judgment. Now, what's funny, I'm more likely to, as much as I hate it, whenever we go out, I am more likely to put it on than my girlfriend. She forgets half the time. I, I'm trying to be. I'm trying to be good about it. Do I'm, I want to be? No. Lie. But I'm not I'm gonna doing. lie. I've made a few trips back to the truck because I get to the door and I see the sign. And I'm like, <laughs> crap. I gotta walk back to my truck and put it on, which I do. But it is kind of a pain. And we even went to Saltgrass for. May have been for my birthday. I don't remember. We went with my parents and we actually had to put the mask on. Go sit down at the table. And then take it off. And then take it off. Yeah. See, that, that's that why you got to get that straw where it's all pureed. That's right. That seemed a little crazy to me. But while we're talking about masks, the Texas executive order for the mask by Greg Abbott. It basically, we were sent a question that said, Texas executive mask order? Discuss. I guess we're on coffee talk now. Oh, so, I'm, I'm getting verklempt. Talk oh, amongst yes. yourselves. Well, my darlings, I do believe that Abbott's going to have a really hard time getting reelected over this. I don't think he's going to make any Democrat friends doing this. It's not going to happen. He's got an R next to his name. They don't care if he's in a wheelchair or not. They already made fun of him the last time with that bitch Wendy. But he is he is bending to the leftist agenda with doing this. And my so my thought about this is there some federal money involved with doing it? You know. Somehow, is somebody in his back pocket on this? I mean, it could be that. It could also be, where is all this money going to go? So I saw something, and I don't know if it's true, because you can't trust anything on Facebook. That's true. But it was a warning the first defense. Like, they're actually expecting officers to enforce this, where it's a warning the first defense, a $250 ticket the second offense, and then each additional offense would be another $250. Yeah, I, I don't see this going well. Although, I will say, the only thing I do trust on Facebook is the Babylon Bee, period. Oh, yes, great satire site. <laughs> so, I do believe that he bent to the left side, even though I'm for wearing the mask going out, 
I, I think it was a bad political move on his part. And it's I don't see it as something that will be enforced. It's, it was a damning move. I think he screwed. I think he has royally screwed. Based off of my, you know, I've got a lot of friends that are that are very deep, hell, deeper than I am in the politics. And Lord knows I'm I'm pretty deep, balls deep even. So all in. Oh yeah. So I have been reading nothing but the anger, and he's in trouble. I would say he definitely lost. Yeah. The state like, but, but. I, I hope somebody strong libertarian, but but they have an R because otherwise, you know, it's just not going to happen next to their name gets now, in there. What I would That'd love be cool to, if Dan Crenshaw ran for governor. Yeah, I was going to say what I would love to see. What year? What year is the next guber, uh, gubernatorial race coming up? Dang, I don't remember, but it's soon. Now, what I would love to see is Dan Crenshaw take governor of Texas. Four years later, 2024, run for president. Yep. That would as be... As long as he stays the, on his course that he's at now, he'll always have my... Vote. I haven't really seen him waver very much, though. He may... The only thing that I would like to see from him... So he talks about a lot of points, and he has some ideas for solutions. I would like to see a little more solutionary work and not just, here's the problem. Agreed. But that's something okay. we can move forward. It's it's he's not, young. He's got he's, exactly. He's, he's he's definitely got some time. Next question. Next question is, what do you consider a deadbeat dad? Oh, let's have some fun. I didn't even know that this question was even coming. So, I'm divorced, and my ex-wife and I only get along pretty much based off of how her mood is because she will throw things back at me on a regular basis. So, throughout this whole COVID thing, I haven't got to hug my kids in 20 days, I think it's been. Due to your quarantine. Yeah. You had to self-quarantine. Right. So, we're talk- so, you're saying you're almost at three weeks right now. Oh, yeah. As a matter of fact, I wanted to take my boy, he's 12, to the batting cages today. And my ex-wife was like, no. Maybe, maybe in like a week. But she will throw back at me, well, you don't see your kids enough. You're a deadbeat dad. I'm like, well, you know what? I have a job where I tend to work on the weekends, but every minute I'm not, if I got my kids, we're hanging out. To me, a deadbeat dad, and by the way, there are deadbeat moms too, because I've, I've got guy friends who have deadbeat moms. Oh, they're know. definitely on both sides of the Right, but, the road. You know, but you know, guys only truly have the name. If you do not spend time with your kids... It shouldn't even be about the money. It should be about the quality time. Because at the end of the day, when your kids are older, are they going to remember, oh, dad was a year behind on on, uh, child support. I hate him. No, it's, did dad pick me up? Did dad hang out with me? Did we do more than just watch a damn TV? 2012, I was working for this company. A few of us got laid off the week before Christmas. And I got like a, you know, severance package and all that. Right. And... I bought a bicycle, a giant, still have it, still love it. Uh, my girlfriend at the time, I bought her a Specialized. I, my youngest uh, uh, was a, uh, I bought like the little, you know, that cool trailer thing from Walmart. And my son had a bike. And I said, you know what? Oh, right. Yeah. We're going to spend time outside. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to be that dad that just watches TV, but with my kids all the time. And, you know, eight years later, it's still that way. 
So my kids know when they come over to my house, we're playing. We're 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 uh, hanging out. We're, we're gonna walk around. We're gonna shoot some hoops till the cows come home. It's gonna be a good time. Now this is also an important. I mean, there are deadbeat dads for sure. Oh yeah, yeah. Who either don't pay their child support or they don't spend time with their kids or pick them up or there's always some excuse. Now there are in some instances. Ladies, you got duped, and I'm sorry. But there are also some that I just want to say, stop letting losers come in you. <laughs> I mean, swallow, really, swallow. I mean, really, it just now that's not always the case. So please don't think I'm talking to everyone. There's definitely it's definitely case by case basis, and there are deadbeats out there. But there's also a lot of vindictive mothers who use children as ammo. And I will say there are a lot of there, maybe not a lot. I don't know. You know, who truly knows what the number is, but there are women who, you know, they wanted the kid. They didn't want the guy and the guy just gets pushed away because honestly. Oh, but he's going to pay. Oh, yeah, because that's my that's my life. I've got a kid that I haven't seen in a couple of years because I've been blocked because she, she was happy to have the kid. Didn't want to see me ever again. And it's it sucks. That's also, I mean, that's a whole new conversation that yeah. we could cover in another episode yeah, because it gets me fired that, up, that also comes down to, okay, well, you had this kid and now you don't, or basically what I'm saying is what if, so let's say that you're on birth control, you get pregnant, yada, yada, yada. And if you want to go get an abortion, no issue. The man has no say. Oh, that's right, because it's your body, but it's my money. But, yeah, exactly. If, and it's my future involved in this, too. Now, in that, if you're letting losers do that, and... Um, it's those guys that but have as guys also girts across their chest. As guys, if you're with a hood rat or a trailer park queen, wrap it up. Protect yourself. Don't trust the, oh, I'm on birth control. Yeah. Moving along. Yeah. So this was a listener question and it's, it's kind of a two or three parter. I don't. This, it, this must've come from a woman. This, this sounds like a pretty oh, loaded well, question. To be honest with you, a lot of our questions come from women and yes. at least for the first week on our first episode, all of our listeners were women. We're getting closer to a more even keel on the ratio now what was that conversation that we had and I wound up making it public because come on it was funny oh you're talking about we didn't choose the sex symbol life the sex symbol life chose chose us us. yeah (laughs) (laughs) I'm married stay away (laughs) no but uh, but here's the question the what is the best way to approach a guy about sex issues or questions such as what if his drive is considerably lower and you've made it clear that you want more. Now, this is kind of a loaded because it may get better. It may not. What I would, if you're going to approach the issue with him, first off, use a lot of I statements. I feel that this is a problem or I feel when you say you don't give me enough sex or you don't do this, it automatically puts people on the defensive. And they shut down. Exactly. So try to use a lot of I statements and tell them how you feel. 
be open with it. I mean, who knows? There there are asexual people or very low drive people out there that have a partner who they have an open relationship with just because they're like, well, I don't want it, but there's no reason you can't get it. Now, that requires a lot of trust. Yeah. Oddly enough, when I was married. Or even polyamorous. How, I, was, I was like, maybe I'll go to that because this sex thing just ain't cutting it out. We get divorced. She gets married again. And she came, she legitimately walked up to me this one day and apologized. She's like, I, I, I know how you feel. I married this older guy. He just doesn't have to drive. I'm going insane. You, I got my second win. And I was like, you bitch. <laughs> Hopefully y'all can talk it out and come to an understanding. Or if it's that important, which sex, I mean, it's, it's an important thing. Maybe hopply the relationship's not that old because I don't you may have to end get it. the guy tested for low T. That is depending on his age bracket. I think I want to say mid thirties is really when you start to de- see a decline. So I'm still good, still good. Ask a girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> get him tested. There's nothing to be ashamed of for having to get T shots. Yeah, because if you get it, you wind up bulking up in muscle. You get more energy. I'm like, dude, I want to try it. Well, just to say that I did it. I mean, hopefully you do. Because if you just sit around on the couch and you're on T, you're just gonna get fat. Yeah, that's true. But you know. Yeah. Okay. So. But I wish you the best of luck. Uh, Speaking about all these sex issues, I want to I want to uh, plug a friend's podcast real quick. Go for it. There is look up. I think you can find them on Anchor, Spotify. I think they're on just about every podcast app. I don't think they're on iHeartRadio yet. We're working on that. Itty Britty Sex Talks. Her and her partner, they talk about different fetishes. They go over different stuff. So if that's something that would interest you, it's a great podcast. Give them a listen. Give them a like. Show them some love. Awesome. Okay, this... Uh-oh. Well, it's it's kind of... your Your girlfriend sent this one in. Shit. Because she was like, hey, I want to help you guys out and As give, matter you, fact, give you some topics. She wanted to talk to me about that. I was like, no, I do, do not tell me what the question. No, I'm not going to help you give give questions for what I'm going to answer. That's ridiculous. That's about as loaded as a Hillary Clinton uh, interview. So the question is, what do you think about during sex? Uh, I hope she listens to this because I want all well, I mean, the, she didn't listen to the first episode, Gavin, so I know. she's 0 for 1. Yeah, I know. She's failing. About to be 0 for if 2. If you want to know close. what I think about during sex, it is straight up, what is the nastiest thing that I'm going to make you do? And trust me, you will do it. Because if anyone who's ever dated me knows I'm a very dominant person. I just don't come across that way. But that's the trick about us funny guys. We're dangerous. I would say, for me, it's kind of a toss-up because it also depends on... Normally, it's just thinking about the pleasure that's going on. Oh, what, yeah. am, what am I going to do to either bring more pleasure or focusing on the pleasure? Because as you get older, sometimes it's harder to get there, especially after a stressful day. It's very, you know, a lot of women, they like, well, the the female organ, uh, excuse me, me talk and take two. This Jameson, buddy. That's right. The female orgasm is all in the mind. Well, as much as we are pump, 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 done. I mean, it's not really three pumps, but yeah, I was like, whoa, whoa, it's whoa. not, it's not all physical. There is mental. If you're in a high stress job or you had a long day, you can definitely think yourself out of an orgasm. It happens. You just can't focus on what's going on. That's right. And when your brain's somewhere else, you just can't get there. 
So sometimes thinking about the pleasure, sometimes thinking about something else because you're like, oh, this came out of I don't want I don't want to go yet. Yeah, Hang on. like whoa, wait, wait, is, is the is the, the TV on? I gotta see what's going on over here. So, Gavin, we are at an hour and 23 minutes. And wow. I think this is going to wrap us up for this episode. We appreciate all the listens, guys. For those of you who can, please feel free to share our podcast. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I'm going to try to be more present on the Instagram and Twitter. I haven't posted a lot on there just because Facebook's been taking up a lot of our time. We're going to get on Parlor soon. I just, we are. I just haven't gotten to it yet. Yeah, I, I've kind of... It's, it's so new. It is. And, um, but from all of us at Barbarically Candid, we hope you have a wonderful evening. Be good to each other. Stay thirsty, my friends. <laughs>